Are you tired, frustrated, and feel stuck? Are you a high-performing business professional, entrepreneur, and you are not getting the results you desire or you hit a ceiling? Have you been around the block and tried many modalities? You are in the right place. The answer, my friend, is in the little-known brain-soul connection. Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your dream life. Your host, Louise Schwartzwalter, created a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. You are a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. The seed of all you need is already within you. From engaging transformational interviews, brain-soul success stories, and secrets shared by health, wellness, and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brain Soul Success Show, and you're in for another amazing treat today. Um, my guest today is Heather Hansen O'Neill. She's an international keynote speaker. She's a behavior expert, and she's the author of Find Your Fire, Teams on Fire. And she's the co-author of the new Amazon bestseller, Where's the Office? So she's an amazing leadership coach that has just, you know, she has two TEDx talks. Um, she's been featured on several media platforms, and she's the host of the popular podcast, From Fear to Fire and the co-creator of L Focus. It's a leadership for our children's ultimate success. So this is your leadership guru right here, you guys. She's amazing. She stimulates vibrant energy, focus, and action for those who want to really collaborate effectively, lead change, and create massive results. So um, just welcome. I'm so excited to dive in and even learn more about your your work today, Heather. Oh, Louise, I'm thrilled to be here. I love your show and I'm just so excited to be on it with you. Oh, you know, I just, I mean, look, when I, when I was reading even your bio, I mean, we talked before, I've seen some of your work. I can't wait for you to come here to Albuquerque, New Mexico. You'll be here in a few, in a few weeks. So, um, so good to meet you in person, but wow, um, you have done so many amazing, amazing things. How did you even get on this path of working with leadership and working with Fortune 100 companies? So, you know, it's, it's really interesting because I was in sales at the time. I, used, I have a, a background in dance. Actually, my first career was that of a professional dancer. And then I'm giving you the short version. And then okay. I was in sales and I was golfing with one of my, with one of my clients and he's the one who talked me into starting my own business because I had this idea that the company wasn't ready for. So I started my own business and I started, um, he, he helped tremendously because he became my first paying client. And he said, if you do a good job, I'll tell everybody. And he followed through. I did a good job and he told everybody. And so I started working with organizations um, across the United States first, and now it's more international as well, uh, in helping them with sales and customer service. But in the, that was 25 years ago. And so since then, I've had different iterations of the business, did more coaching, do a lot more keynote speaking now, added in the inspirational side of things, wrote a couple of books. You know how it is. <laughs> that, no, that's just, what do you like to do? Like what really feeds you? Mm. 
you know, I, I love working with people. I love working with people who, who get it, who are willing to, they really, they want to absorb, they want to grow, they want to learn, they want to take action on the things that they say they want. I love that so much. And um, it's a lot of fun when they come back later and say, oh, I tried this thing and I, I got the, I got the job or I got the, the gig or, or I made the sale or whatever it is. I love hearing that so much. But I also have a new, um, fairly new within the last year project that is totally sparking all of my energy. Um, and it has to do with helping companies in the realm of finding humanity. So um, that's, it's brand new. So you're the first one that I'm, that I'm announcing it on your, your show. So I'm super stoked about that. Oh, I love that. So explain that a little bit more, like helping companies and teams. I know you're so good with helping teams. Yeah, you know? I do a lot. And this is, you know, brain, soul, success. So I know you work a lot with the brain, with teams, yes. you know, and mm -hmm. helping them with beliefs and everything. So tell us about your new project here, Humanity, helping them find humanity. Sure. Well, actually, it started um, with me going through a difficult time when, when my mother got sick and I was searching. I was searching for something to make me feel like better about everything, you know? So I decided to have this focus and I called it, I'm finding humanity. I'm looking for humanity. And so I would, I made a conscious effort to, to search, to look for times when people were kind, people were good, people mm -hmm. were doing things to help others. And the interesting thing is that when you seek, you find, right? When you choose mm -hmm. to look for something, when you focus on something, it manifests. So um, I found a lot of amazing things. I found people who were doing incredible generous acts, um, people helping people all over the world. And at a time mid pandemic, like I said, my, my mother was ill at a time when I needed the lift. Oh my gosh, I found so much to lift me. And I, and I realized that there is a, there is a change that's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of research. I took this idea back to the companies that I was working with. And I said, you know, what do you think about this? And I started to research successful companies who were socially conscious companies. Oh, and cool. And saw that it has actually a direct correlation to profitability. So when you do good, it comes back. It's like this karmic thing. Um, and so that's that's the short, I could talk about that all day, but that's the abridged version. And there is a, a lot of proof that when you incorporate it into the company, it increases um, the morale of the employees, the relationships with your clients, and ultimately profitability. Oh, that makes so much sense because I, I, at all my events, I always tie, and I tie then, you know, regularly. Yes. Um, but I, I call it the God loop. You know, when you give, it comes back. It's like giving and receiving, giving and receiving. So it's just creating that God loop. So that makes sense that it's tied to profitability. You know, mm -hmm. give us some, give us some um, insights into how you would work with a team. So if you go into a company and you're really having to work on creating morale, creating team, maybe it's just really, I'm just thinking of listening to my own, even family members talk about the places they've worked, you mm -hmm. know, and sometimes the stuff that happens between people and the personality issues and everything. How do you 
How do you uh, do that? <laughs> well, okay. So there's there's a lot of different ways, but you're right. There is such a need. And <laughs> now that leaders have to figure out how to lead teams in many different environments, which is the whole point of the Where's the Office book, right? Are we leading in person? Are we leading remotely virtual teams? Are we, you know, so there's uh, even more opportunity to miscommunicate. So um, I I do a lot with assessments, behavioral assessments like DISC, but one of the biggest things that I've been using with sales teams in particular to great success is, uh, and my, one of my TED Talks is actually about this, and it has to do with my work on behavior behavioral change. And it is this recognition that, I'll tie it into the brain for, for you because your listeners are love what you do in talking about that connection. So the brain is pretty amazing and it, it, it tries to help you and it tries to save you and, and create um, pathways that are easier for you. But sometimes in doing that, it may inadvertently hinder you. So, so what happens is if you're exposed to a belief system or a judgment, um, some type of a bias or, or an assumption that's been made, and it could be passed down from generation to generation, right? And there's this belief system. It could come from family. It could come from media. It could come from coaches, peers, whoever. It comes from the world around us. And we we are given, we're taught this belief and uh, maybe a a pattern, a way of doing things. And sometimes we, uh, you know, our brain makes it easy for us by having that be a fallback position. When we have to make a decision in order to make a quick decision, sometimes we will fall back on an old belief system. And, you know, the world is busy. The world is distracted. We are all unbelievably distracted. And so we don't take the time to become conscious of these beliefs, judgments, assumptions, and fears that guide our behaviors. And so what I do is I go in and I help people become more aware of the beliefs. And I have a set of three questions that they can ask of these beliefs so that they can decide. They can consciously choose which beliefs to hold on to because they are serving them and which beliefs to let go of to create space to add in more empowering beliefs that will serve them and others better. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, um, I do a lot of that myself, but differently. So, you know, it's an intuitive process where I'm actually going in and figuring out the ancestral programs, the belief of Mm. of fear, the belief of, you know, non-confidence, you know, low self-esteem or whatever it is. And we clear it. Oh, I love that. We're clearing the blocks to success. You know, mm-hmm. so we're clearing those patterns and we're clearing out the brain and the soul level. Oh, beautiful. So, and coupled with your teaching. So doing those kinds of things together is what I see is really catapults people forward oh, yes. big time because we all are going to have belief patterns from the past. You know, when we all carry ancestral energy and right now it's coming up to clear so big. COVID brought it to a huge head. You know, we're all having to look more at ourselves, deep, deep within ourselves and and change those patterns. So your work right now for companies, especially as they also had to sort of pivot through this whole time, Mm -hmm. is so timely and so important. It it is. And you know what? It's it's finally getting to the point where it's also appreciated. Like people know that, they, you know, this, this science has been around for a long time. You know this. You've been doing this. Um, But 
people are realizing the time is right. People are, are, are done being stressed out and ineffective and they just want the change. They want to feel better. And yeah, they want to they be want more to productive and effective, you know? Yeah, they do want they do want to feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those meaningful relationships in the world of work are so important for people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I love, I know you travel all over, you know, yeah. working with different companies, leading retreats, you know, mm-hmm. helping them develop their programs and systemize their programs. You have multiple skills. It's not just about, you know, teaching leadership and you know, give us an example of some, you know, company or some, you know, something somebody you worked with would, you know, that really shifted things for them and, and it made a great outcome for, for them or for the company or for that team. Well, I am very, very blessed, very lucky that I get to work with amazing people all the time. Right. And so mm-hmm. I do consider it that it I'm very grateful for this opportunity. So I could pick out a bunch of stories, but I just had one that came back. It did that circle and it came back. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was working with a an amazing woman who we've been through different, um, different things together. So she, she came to see me speak many years ago and then she became, um, like a refer, she referred me into some business and then she became a client. And so like, it's been like all these different, um, ways that we've connected. And then we became friends, you know, and she's just a lovely, lovely woman. And so one of the things that it came back was that one, she was working when she moved from the planning world. So when she had hired me to, it was a, to come in and speak somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was in the, the meeting planning world, but then she decided to go out on her own. And that's when it happened. That's when some of these underlying beliefs, you know, we learn how to, how to function, how to be really successful with all of this. But when you go out on your own and, you know, you need different tools and different level of, of leadership and awareness to be able to go out in the world, she uncovered that some things that she uh, grew up with Uh, caused an element of, we'll call it the rabbit hole, an element of Mm self-doubt that um, could, could spiral out of control at times. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she just like last week, it was literally a week ago, I was having a conversation with her and we were talking about um, a new project that she wanted to take on. And it was much bigger than she thought that she could. And, you know, she said it was going to be very stressful, very crazy. And then she stopped and she goes, oh my gosh, it just came to me. <laughs> and this is something we've spoken about for years. So it was mm-hmm. an aha moment years uh-huh. later. And she said, um, I can do my best, but I don't have to be attached to what they do with the information that I give them. And that is a light bulb moment. Yes. For many people, we become very attached and we allow external situations, how people, other people feel, what they want, um, pandemics, the weather. We allow other things to infect our state all the time. And as long as we are doing our best, when we can release our attachment to what other people do with it or what happens outside of us, that is one of the most freeing things that you can do. And you should have seen her face. We were on a Zoom and her face was like it illuminated with this awareness 
of the power that she had. It was beautiful. That's, I love those light bulb moments. That's such a great description, you know, and I found that that's true with so many things. That's a manifesting technique that I teach. It's like holding strong intention, but being detached from the outcome. It's like, you've got to let go. Yeah. So, so many things is about, you know, letting go. And it's harder to do, easier to talk about. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> way easier for me to tell other people. You know? <laughs> but then I have to remind myself sometimes when I'm holding on too tight and I have to remind myself, you know what, Heather, you would be telling someone else at this moment to let go, let it go. And so, yeah, we have yeah, to. Yeah, this you know, it's a challenge for all of us. I remember being on a Zoom call with my whole, like my mastermind group. And one of our members said, hey, can you teach us to let go? And I, I mean, everyone froze like I did too in that moment. I was like, oh, I said, you know, when I learned to do that, I, I guess I could maybe teach it, but right now <laughs> I, I'm not there yet. Uh, so I, I still remember that moment that I was given the challenge, you know, how God works. I was given the challenge then to do that. Yes. Right. Uh, you know, that. and you took it on. And yeah. It. Yeah. We, we, we have to sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah, the world needed it. They needed you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah, we just had to keep working on it. So, so what have been some of the challenges in your life? You know, so if I said, hey, you know, Heather, where, where were you feeling? Was there a time in your life where you felt like, hey, my brain doesn't work. This is awful. I can't, can't get myself together or, you know, a, a challenging time in your life. Well, what might oh, that be? Yeah. Now, I, the, once again, there's unfortunately quite a few examples. <laughs> That I could give you because we're human, right? But I will give you one that was um, that I that I continue to learn from and reference, even though it was like 900 years ago. So I mentioned that my first career was that of a professional dancer. So I was at the height of my career. Things were going amazingly well. And um, I had just gotten a role that uh, was a to die for role, right? I was just so excited. And I was in a rehearsal and I, uh, I did a grand jeté and I came down and um, you heard a crack and I, and I kind of crumbled to the ground and um, all the dancers stopped. You know, it's a sound that you never want to hear. And um, long story short, I went to a doctor and they told me that I would never dance again, that I had injured my foot so badly that I would never dance again. And at first I believed him. And so what followed was that I stopped dancing. Um, I ended up going back to school because I had, um, when I was dancing, I had given up a couple of college scholarships so that I could dance because it's a short-lived career, right? So I went back to school, but I, I call these years my uh, my my dark years, right? So this okay. is when I allowed the um, the removal of the joy in my life. Like I loved to dance, right? I loved to dance. I was so passionate about it. I was so like it was everything, and then take that being taken away would mm-hmm. just cause me to see the world in a different way. You know, I'm a, I'm a fairly optimistic person and, mm-hmm. and I was viewing the world in a much different way. Mm-hmm. But then one day um, I had a, a coach, a mentor who, who said, said something to me that I'll never forget. She said, well, what if that doctor wasn't right? And I'm like, 
what do you mean? Because I was taught, yeah, you know, you get the respect authorities and it's a doctor. I don't know better than the doctor. Like, but what if she planted a seed for me? What if that doctor wasn't right? And I couldn't let it go. I mean, I would think about this at three o'clock in the morning. What if the doctor wasn't right? Oh. So, um, so I started to go back and take classes again. And I realized that she was right. The doctor wasn't right, meaning that I, I couldn't do point work anymore, but mm-hmm. I could still dance. And I went back and, um, you know, I got back in shape. I started dancing. I danced again professionally for a period of time. I dance to this day. Um, awesome. I, t- I took back the joy. Um, uh-huh. it was, it was years that I had given that up. And, um, I, I think that the main thing that I think about and how this guides me and how maybe it could help your listeners is to remember who you are, to remember what you've overcome in the past and to know that anything that you're facing now, you have the tools to figure it out. You have the tools to get back up. You have the tools to do what you have to do to move forward because you have experienced things. We've all had these things, right? I mean, you ask people this, we all have answers to that question. Yes. Yes, we all do. We all have those challenges. And I love how you pulled yourself back up and then decided, hey, I'm going to dance again. Um, But yeah, I mean, must have had a lot of, you know, just a lot of feelings too, you know, roaming around about that just really you know like you said it was sort of your dark you know was taken away from you that's loss it was you know? it was it was definitely a grieving process yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you had to go you had to go through that um and you know what part of that was a, also sort of a spiritual journey i think about the brain and the soul so i think of brain heart gut connection mm-hmm. you know? and and often when i listen to people's stories i can like intuitively sort of see it um but but asking the question always just brings up more of the feelings and bubbles up more like like good information, like things people can attach to. So it helps them in their life, you know. Mm-hmm. So so like what happened at that time that you were feeling so, you know, grieving the loss of your joy, your love, wanting to wanting to dance and get out there. Um, did you have any spiritual practices? How did it affect how did it affect you spiritually or what did you do? Well, you know, I've, all right. So I'm going to let you in on one more. So you get like a, a bonus challenge. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so I, I am a, a very intuitive spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it, it took, it took a, a certain path to get here. Right. Okay. So I have always been intuitive, but for many, many years, I suppressed it because mm-hmm. in my experience, there was this connection with people that I knew who were highly intuitive and sensitive and spiritual, that they were also just a little wacky, a little crazy, right? And so I made this assumption in my mind. I made the connection that that one equaled the other, A plus B equals C. And that's, okay. not, that's not true, right? They're two, they're mm-hmm. completely separate. And so I had squashed. I, I kept suppressing. Anytime I was intuitive about something, I would say, oh, you know, that, that, you know, that doesn't mean anything. But it happened enough times where when I didn't follow my gut, those were the times when something bad happened. Right? And every time I did follow my gut, 
that's when all the good stuff happened in the world, right? And it happened enough times that I started to question and learn the lesson. Well, maybe, maybe they're not connected. And that's when I started to listen. That's when I started to listen to myself, to my heart. You mentioned about heart, right? Your soul. And, um, and everything changed. That's when I realized that, um, that within me and all around me is this, these God moments, right? That voice, that connection to something bigger, something deeper, something miraculous. And, um, I feel that now I cultivate that every day. Like I take a walk on the beach at sunrise every day. And, you know, I feel so incredibly connected to spirit, to, um, to the universe, to everyone. Right. And it makes, it sets up the whole rest of my day uh, in a much better way. That's beautiful. And thank you for sharing that with us. You know, I see that a lot, you know, I do attract the people who are empaths and intuitive and, you know, but I see that a lot. It's like learning the lesson, trusting it. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I was first doing biofeedback, um, people would come back, you know, after three or four or five sessions and they'd be like, you know, I just had to go do this thing. Cause I, I, you know, my gut said I was supposed to, and, and then I knew that they arrived. In fact, I wanted to create a bumper sticker at that time that healing anything was following your intuition and trusting it mm-hmm. and trusting it. That's, Trust, that's the key. Yeah. So kudos for you for being that, having that awareness and listening. It took um, a while. Louise. Yeah. It, did. it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're human though. You know, we're, we're, we're into the, you know, it's the patterns, like you were talking earlier, it's those patterns of belief that we have to shift and change. And mm-hmm. we hold them so strongly that, you know, that it, it's, it's, it's hard to shift that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've done a beautiful job with that. I can tell that you're using that, your energy, your beautiful spiritual energy and your path in your coaching, in your teaching, when you're working, you know, with, with companies and corporations and people. Um, what a gift. You know, I always think that, hey, if we've been given a gift, we should share it. Yes, I right? you know- totally believe that. And there are so many people out there that you know, they, they have their gifts still inside. It's still locked inside of them. They're not sharing it with the world. And I love to see, and I know you do this for people, you help people with this. I love to see them, them make that click, turn on the light switch, right? Yes. And how it helps them to glow when they're doing it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that is just, yeah, that's my high. (laughs) Right, right. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> when, I, when I see that, I just absolutely love that. Um, who have been some of your like coaches and mentors along the way mm. in your journey? Well, you know, I feel like I, I learned something from everyone. Um, but two in particular, there was the first mentor who told me that I should start a business because I didn't even realize that that was a thing. You know, I didn't grow up in a home full of entrepreneurs. I didn't know that that was an option even. And so that was a huge mentor for me. But then also um, my co-author in the first two books that I wrote were, I did on my own. And this last one, Where's the Office? I wrote with Will Lewis. Now, Will just turned 93. Oh, very cool. 93. <laughs> wow. This man is the most curious, 
person you will ever meet. He is constantly reading and recommending books to me. He's constantly like meeting with people, learning from people, you know, researching. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And as much as he knows and as much experience as he's had, he's always open to a new idea, to mm. a new concept. And um, I've, I've learned to come back to that since we, since we met and since we um, started working on this book, because I used to be a lot more curious. And then you get to this point where you're like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. And I, I know what I'm doing, but, oh, it is such a, a more fun journey to think more about what you don't know and come from a place of learning and growth. Oh, yes. I, it's just leaps and bounds. Yes. Wow. And what a great mentor and, you know, co-author of your book to work with someone like that. I always think there's so much wisdom with people who are older than us, you know, even when we were like in fifth grade and we were supposed to go interview like the, the grandma down the street, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know I still remember that like assignment. I think that we were. Given, oh, that's awesome. You know, because they have, you know, because they have such wisdom, you know, and as, as I'm it's getting older always. too, I realize, Hey, you know, some of my amazing mentors were definitely, definitely, you know, year, light years ahead of me. And I learned so much and so grateful, you know, so grateful for them. So that's really beautiful. Then we've got to get your book. How can we get your new book? <laughs> um, well, let's see, where's the office.com. We'll take you there. That's the easiest. And you can find me, Heather Hanson O'Neill, just like anywhere on any social media, anything, just putting in Heather Hanson O'Neill and you'll find the book there too. And Amazon, of course, and Barnes and Noble and all of that. Oh, that's so awesome. That is so awesome. And who is this book really for? Who would you say is the best, you know, best audience for your book? So it is for anyone who thinks that maybe, maybe just maybe there is a leader within them because the answer to the question, where's the office is the office is within you. And so it is written for leaders and, and there are a lot of examples of leaders in the corporate world, but it is, it's for anyone who wants to lead themselves better, who wants to lead a community initiative, their family, their team, their company. So it's anyone who wants to come back to the power that they have within them to lead. Oh, that's beautiful. Yay. How awesome. I have to get the book now. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm really, really, I'm really, I'm really excited about that because I feel like there's a leader in all of us and people have, especially entrepreneurs that I work with, you know, we're all looking at, at least this is maybe my perspective, you know, at, at ways to up that, you know, what's the next level, you know, here we, you know, we arrive somewhere and then we're just like, okay, what's the next level of leadership that I can step into, you know, as we're, as we're all on this path of self-growth. Mm -hmm. and, and learning. What's yeah. the level? Love that. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful path to be on. You know, if there was anything you could do differently, like if you're going to start over again, what would you do differently or advise people here to, to do? Hmm. Trust yourself. You know, mm -hmm. we, we talked about trust, the importance of that trust. And um, I would have liked to have told myself that my younger self that earlier, you know, mm -hmm. I, I grew up with a strong um, sense of wanting to please others. 
And, you know, sometimes when I was younger, that would cause me to try to be something that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And the more that I trusted who I really am, the more that I came to appreciate and love who I really am, um, that made me show up so much better for other people, you know, as opposed to trying to be something that I thought they wanted. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That, yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and, you know, if we were going to leave our, well, let's, let me ask another question. You know, when you're not working, okay. When you're not, you know, in your realm of working, you're not coaching. I know you travel a lot and everything. And I know you like to, to walk on the beach, but what does Heather like to do in her free time? Oh Where my God. <laughs> so, so I am, um, I am an adventure junkie, so I love doing crazy adventures. I love traveling for things besides work. Um, I love jumping out of airplanes, flying on the trapeze, swimming with sharks, doing crazy adventures. So that's a big one. But also, you know, just um, I love to squeeze the joy out of the day, right? And when I find myself, I work a lot. I'm very serious about my work. But when I get so serious about it and I forget to squeeze the joy out of the day, um, I'm not as productive as when I take the time to go on a motorcycle ride or to go and um, do something just fun and joyful, find a new restaurant, whatever it might be for me that energizes me so that when I come back to it, I am so much more effective, time efficient, productive. Um, there's a flow about the creative ideas that I have. Um, so it is, it's definitely worth the time that I've taken to feed that within me. Um, then if I just, you know, tried to muscle through and, you know, keep work, keep working, keep working. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's me. I'm a little nutty. I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> that is really, that's really awesome. And yes, finding the joy in every, in every, you know, in every day makes, makes a lot of sense. Such great advice too. So if you're listening and you're someone who's probably like Heather and myself, we like to work a lot. We love what we do. Um, I want to encourage you to, you know, have some joy in your day. You know, mm. I would say, even if it's just a cup of herbal tea and you take 10 minutes, you know, whenever, whatever that is, just do it, you know? Yeah. It can be, it certainly can be herbal tea. You don't have to jump out of an airplane, folks. Right, 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 right. right. I put flowers behind my computer. So my, my garden looks really beautiful right now. So I have a, a bouquet of flowers right behind, oh, right behind my computer. So I, noticing. so I can look at them, you know? Oh, look at, that's so cute. Look. So, and I was like, let's bring the outside in. Why not? Um, Yeah. So we can be looking at that all day. Oh, this has been so delightful. I learned so much and I hope you, I'm sure our audience got a lot of amazing tidbits here and definitely you want to get Heather's book and check out Heather Hanson O'Neill. Where's the office is her newest book. She's got some great TED Talks out there, too, so you can look those up under her name. And, you know, Heather, if you were going to leave our audience with one, like, brain tip, what would that be? (sighs) Breathing. Um, (laughs) Breathing. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I think that I would tell them to turn down the volume on the noise around them. 
And so that may, for some of us out there who are comfortable with the word meditation, that might mean, you know, getting quiet and meditating. It could just mean quieting the external noise so that you could turn up the volume on your heart, right? Listen, listen to you, to your heart. And that's where that trust that I mentioned comes from. Um, and so that's what I would say. Turn down the noise sometimes from time to time outside of you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for being you. with us today. It was awesome. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your gifts, your insights. Um, you know, I'm sure we, you know, I learned a lot. Our audience here, I'm sure is going to appreciate this. And again, definitely check out her TED Talks, her books here um, to help you find that leader within you. Thank you, Louise. And keep doing what you do. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to meet you when you come here. <laughs> We'll have a good day, everyone. And until next time, remember, follow your heart and take your brain with you.